Hey guys, welcome to another awesome episode of Dog Talk where we talk about all things dogs. In my training center right now, I have two awesome labs. So I've got one who's a little yellow lab. Her name is Piper. And she's short. She's a little chunky. She's stocky. She's super, super happy. She's kind of lazy. And then I've got another one here who is uh, black. And her name is Ruby. And she's more high strung. She's real tall. She's slender. She's very full of energy. She wants to play ball all day long. So how can both of these dogs be labs? Well, we're going to talk about it, and that's kind of what sparked my, uh, I guess, need for this video. We're going to talk about the fact that there are two different types of labs in the world. There's the American lab and the English lab. And so let's kind of dive on into that. So both of the dogs have kind of the same traits of like being goofy and cuddly and stuff like that but then you have the one the English it's a little more uh, chunky and lazy and then you have the American who's a little bit more high strung so selective breedings in different countries have created two Labrador retrievers both have the same goofy playful traits stuff like that but then they're different in looks and they're different in energy levels and to the point that a lot of people believe that there should be two different breeds there. But the breed history. So the English and American labs, they were originally bred from the Newfoundland St. John's Water Dog. This breed was loyal, working hard. They pulled heavy fish nets into fishermen's boats in Canada in the 1800s. So visitors from England, they of course fell in love with this breed and they took a bunch back home to England and the breed evolved into beloved Labrador Retrievers and was recognized by American Kennel Club in 1917. Until the 1940s, everyone agreed there was only one lab type. But selective breeding slowly led to what we now recognize as the English lab and the American lab. This breeding was introduced a difference in appearance and temperament, okay? So in England, larger, stockier labs were bred for dog shows and occasionally game hunts. The upper class valued their claim deme uh, demeanor because they were patient and large game hunts. They also had regal quality about them that was so easily won the dog shows. And that's what my kiddo actually shows is English labs. Meanwhile, in the United States, the labs were bred for uh, field hunting, working purposes, stuff like that. And so we needed, here in the U.S., more leaner and more athletic. Hunting was much more widespread and popular in the U.S., so the American lab was much more powerful during canine sports and hunting trials, but not as calm and sophisticated as the English lab. They were higher energy and they worked harder than the English uh, labs. So because of their energy, American labs were commonly referred to as field labs. They were often seen hunting or working in the field. English labs are called bench labs because they are much more likely to sit out on the sidelines than the other dogs who want to work endlessly. And I'm telling you, if you could see the difference even here in my training facility, the English lab versus the American lab, Ruby, the American lab who's here, she wants, she literally never stops wanting to play ball. I take her outside several times a day and we're playing and playing and then when we come in, she wants, she brings me balls and wants to play more. So then I kind of toss them in the house even. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, she, they love to go, 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 go. And then of course they... They both love their training sessions, but Ruby's far more energetic than, um, than Piper is. 
The English labs, they're known for being a little bit more stocky. They're the more chunkier ones. So everyone, everything about this type of labs is large. They have thick, short necks. They have giant, thick bodies. They have great big chest that hangs low on their body. Uh, their tails are thick. Um, everything about them is just huge. They should have an otter tail. That's kind of what it's referred to because it's so big. In the American Labs, they have a completely different appearance. These dogs are leaner, taller. They give more of an athletic build. Their faces are narrower. Their muzzles are longer. And their tail is thin and may even have a slight curve to it. The American Labs look like a taller, thinner lab, basically. And the difference in body size... They, that wasn't an accident, okay? So Labrador Retriever breeders selectively bred for that type of body to suit their dog. Thinner, leaner dogs are more agile, more athletic, making the American Lab a great dog for field hunting, which is what they were bred for. Rounder, plumper dogs are more easygoing and so are more suited for dignified retrieving and dog shows, which is what we do because we like the dog shows. Um, many people mistake English labs for just an overweight lab, but that's what they're supposed to look like, okay? So English labs were not bred to be thin like American labs. They were meant to have the barrel body shape and be, be little chunky monkeys running around. So on the color similarities, yellow, black, and chocolate are the only three colors that are recognized by the American Kennel Club for the labs. Um, other cover, color, sorry, <laughs> other colors like the red fox, the silver labs, they are possible, but these colors are not recognized by the American Kennel Club. And it is very common to see all three colors in American labs, but chocolate English labs are very rare. So typically, if you see a chocolate lab, it will be an American lab um, and not an English variation. It is not known why there are fewer chocolate English labs, but there are a few theories. So, number one, English nobility found this color less desirable, so it never became popular in England. And then dog shows had bias against chocolate labs, so breeders decided not to breed them. However, that doesn't mean they can't win. The guy that I bought my son's lab from, his dog, his female, just won... Um, uh, the breed in AKC at Westminster and she was a chocolate and then when I saw him at the next show she won again so that doesn't necessarily mean you can't win um, but regardless of whether you are mating an American or English labs many breeders avoid crossing the two chocolate labs these breeders believe that crossing two chocolate dogs could lead to significant health problems and shorter lifespan the reasoning and evidence behind this idea is kind of unclear so this is a health issue that is still being studied and investigated among lab breeders. Possibly it is because chocolate puppies inherit two recessive genes. Some studies have been conducted to see if the color of a lab changes their personality. If it was concluded that yellow, chocolate, and black dogs all have the same mannerisms and their coat color does not change that. So I know the same thing happens with us uh, poodles where I find, and, and it's not all because I've shown many, many white uh poodles where they are outgoing but a lot of the ones I've seen and worked with um, as a whole compared to all the dogs they're more skittish and then the red ones are way more hyper and I don't show red dogs or anything but I do notice that they tend to have different um, personality traits deciding on what color they are which I find fascinating and then the fact that it's in other breeds as well that's pretty cool but we're talking about labs, so let's go back to 
the labs. So energy levels, we kind of touched on that. The energy levels between an English lab and an American lab are quite different, as I can tell you from personal experience on that. And um, the English labs, they're not sluggish, but they are calmer and more mellow. They tend to not be as easily excitable, and they're very easygoing natured, which I personally like. That's what I like. Older owners are better suited for this type of lab because they are relaxed. They enjoy playing with toys, going for walks. They like cuddles. They like to sleep. Like the ones that are here and my uh, kiddos' dogs, holy cow, they are lazy. You have to like, hey, we're going on a walk. <laughs> and, and they're like, I don't want to. I want to go to sleep. But then, you know, once they're out and about, they're happy. But yeah, as soon as they come in, they just like to sleep. While the American lab who's here wants to play ball. So I find that kind of funny. Um, of course, American Labs, high in energy. If you are a super outgoing family, then the American Lab is for you. They love to play fetch, swim, run, hike, and race through agility courses. These athletics are very similar in energy to like a mini Australian Shepherd. They constantly need exercise. Active families, they love the American Retriever because they have enthusiasm, their ability to keep up with their owners on long dog hikes. Um, I'm sorry, on long hikes and swimming stuff like that like they just dig it so if that's the kind of uh, family you have which i am not i'm more i love getting out and doing stuff don't get me wrong but i don't want a dog that requires it every day i've got my kiddo for that so the energy levels of both dogs are still well suited to their original purposes the english labs they were still uh you know show dogs that are occasionally used in royal hunts to calmly retrieve fallen birds at the end of a hunt. They were instructed to have a calm personality and versus, you know, the more out, outgoing. The American labs, they are opposite of that. Um, they, they are, like us Americans, we wanted the explosive dogs that could chase the game down, soar through the woods, the flying, swim, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of the difference in, in that. So the breed standard, of course. Um, you can always look up your AKC breed standard, but the Kennel Club, it's very detailed breed standard on the Labrador Retriever. They do not recognize a difference between the American Labs and the English Labs, but American individuals are not suitable for dog shows because of their size. Um, for example, the tail length. We'll just take that as a quick example. The tail on the um, AKC breed standard it has to be very, very thick, and the Americans aren't like that. There's also a height difference um the perfect height for a lab is 21.5 to 22.5 inches tall um and it was revised to include all dogs as tall as 24.5 inches because american labs tend to have longer legs dogs shorter than 21.5 inches considered mini labs but i've never ever once seen an american lab in a dog show ever so they need to just kind of stick stick to the hunting side um and agility that could be pretty nice English labs versus American labs are very different in height, weight, and body proportions, as we've been talking about. So it's, a, it's been suggested by breeders that American, I'm sorry, that kennel clubs should have two different breed standards for these two dogs, and neither of them can fit into the same category. However, kennel clubs are devoted to maintaining the, this breed standard among purebred Labrador retrievers. Um, the Labrador retriever breed standard is really just a description of the English lab, not the American. Uh, 
So the most well-known breed club associated with the Labrador Retrievers is the Labrador Retriever Club, and it was established in 1931. This club is responsible for maintaining the traditional appearance and purpose of labs. For example, many clubs strongly oppose the recognition of silver Labradors, which I don't blame them. It's no different than Phantom and Merle Poodles. I don't recognize those bad boys at all. Um, you know, if you want to know their website, it it states on there they do not identify Labradors as American or English. It's just all together. Uh, rather, they distinguish these dogs as working and show dogs. The Labrador Retriever Club would describe American Labs as working dogs and English Labs as show dogs. Uh, they believe the terms American and English should only be used when referring to the country of Oregon. Uh, origin. Sorry, I can't speak today. Any other use of the word is considered incorrect. There are many more lab breed clubs associated with the places of America. Um, you know, there's Central California, Golden Gate, San Diego, Hoosier, Greater Denver, Greater Boston. All the clubs either do not have an opinion on American versus English or believe that it's an indication of the breed is false. Regardless of what official breed clubs say is correct, the terms English and American labs are commonly used by many dog owners and rescue shelters. It's important that you know the difference, especially when adopting a dog. I've had quite a few people think that uh, a dog's a dog, or a lab's a lab, excuse me, a lab's a lab, and they get an American when they really wanted the English or vice versa. Um, but kind of keep that in mind if you're looking for just a family pet on what you want. If you have high-strung children who want to go, 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 then, of course, get the American. If you have more laid-back or your children are more laid-back, like my kiddo, very calm, very laid-back, and he's been like that his entire life. Obviously, we had poodles. He didn't want to show poodles anymore. He got his labs, and, of course, we, if, course we got the English because that's what you show but if the say the traits were reversed then we would not have gotten those because we don't need a high-strung dog basically so if you're buying a lab from a recognizable breeder English labs um, and American labs I've been told cost about the same um, just for a puppy they can range anywhere from 800 to 1200 when you adopt from a breeder or from a shelter that changes obviously like the guy I bought my Westminster winning puppy from I paid 4000 for so it just depends um, and that does not include the shipping which was almost a thousand dollars too uh, so it really depends on where you where you go um, there are more instances too though where the English lab puppies are more expensive they're they're more the show side they're more the calm that's personally what I would go for, unless you have that family who needs the uh, the American. I'm sorry. English labs are often used as show dogs. Um, so if your puppy has a parent with a show bloodline, it'll be more expensive. Obviously, if you want a puppy with show genetics, you can pay, you know, closer to two to four, like I was saying. American labs are not commonly seen in dog show rings, obviously. Because of this, you will not see American Labrador puppies shown uh, with quality parents. It's more hunting side. Um, show quality, not hunting quality. Because of their athletic build and high exercise demands, it's not uncommon to find American labs and shelters as owners struggle to tire them out. So please, when you're adopting a dog from a breeder or shelter or whatever, you get which one you're wanting. Adopting a dog is much more cheaper from a breeder I'm sorry, them buying from a breeder. It usually costs about 100 to 300 and you can find both puppies and adults in shelters. 
English Labs do not end up in shelters as often, but it is still worth looking for a rescue dog before paying for a breeder, if that's what you're into. Um, either one. I'm a breeder, and then I also have tons of friends who have rescued dogs. I've rescued dogs and then found them better homes. Um, that's one of the things I... I wouldn't call it a hobby because you're saving lives. This, that shouldn't be called a hobby. Um, I like to go in to shelters, see if anyone... Because you know how they always tell you, like, oh, this one's on its last leg, like, blah, blah, blah. They give you the sad stories. Um, and I just adopt everybody out. I train them up real good, and then I find them homes. So, definitely. But at the same time, you don't want to keep giving money to the shelters. So, that's neither here nor there. I'm just here to say the stuff that I have to say so families um because I don't I just don't believe in putting dogs down like that but anyway so Labrador Retrievers they're beloved family pets they have been earned the most uh they have earned the title of most popular dog for 24 consecutive years I mean that's a big deal both types of labs are known for being extremely friendly loving outgoing with everyone they meet um English labs have a calmer disposition and they're a bit more relaxed than the American. They like to exercise and run around, but they also like to sleep. Now, both of which uh, dogs shed, just so y'all know. Shedding, shedding, shedding. But, you know, my son's English labs, they don't really shed all that much. And then I am a clean freak, so I'm constantly cleaning. So it's not like it's all over the couch or anything. Um, which their little short selves can't even hardly get up there, really. <laughs> but... I, I don't see, it's not like if you sit down and you stand up, there's tons of dog hair on you. Um, I guess unless you're just really not taking care of your dog. Families with young kids love how gentle and tolerant um, labs are with children. So English labs are also well suited to older owners who are not as active. Uh, they are not as addicted to running, swimming, hiking, and other strenuous activities as the American would have. Americans lab needs active families. They have much greater stamina than English labs and are suited, not suited for couch potato lifestyle. These dogs were built to run, hunt, and swim for hours and hours. I'm I'm not even kidding you. The amount of fetch I've had to play with this dog um, is a lot. And then on top of that, we're doing training. We're going on walks. We're doing running activities with them to help tire them out. So that way when they come here, they're not bored. So... That's the same way at home. You don't want to get them bored. The American labs still have wonderful qualities of being gentle and patient with children. Younger families can still welcome home one of these puppies. Just make sure that you're an active family. Um, like I said before, my son's very, very laid back. And this American lab, he loves her. He loves all labs. But she is more high-strung and in his face than the English. But... He still loves her. I mean, she's still very sweet. She's not being, um, she's active, but she's not, like, aggressively active, if that makes any sense at all. She doesn't demand the attention, necessarily. So, both types of labs have a double waterproof coat. The coat was important to their ancestors, the Newfoundland St. John's Water Dog. This dog needed a fur that could withstand icy waters, enabling them to keep warm and prevent ice buildup. This requires a short, dense, and tight coat. So, the coat difference between the English lab and the American labs are minimal, but still worth discussing. So, English labs have retained a dense coat and have lots of fur on their body. The dense fur adds to the hefty appearance. 
These dogs are better suited to heavy coats because they are not as active, but need to keep warm in cold temperatures, obviously. The American Labs have a thinner coat, so having less fur makes them more agile while they are running and swimming, saving world peace, whatever they're doing. I mean, they're constantly going. Um, speed and endurance are important to their active lifestyle, so a dense, heavy coat, that would limit that, obviously. So, you can tell English Labs, they look a little bit fluffier when you pet them. They feel softer than the American Lab. And it's a small difference, but it is just a slight difference that alters their appearance and feel. Despite the difference in density, both labs have the characteristic they're short, stiff fur along their entire body, and they do not have long coats that dogs like German, uh, or, I'm sorry, like Golden Retrievers have. But, um, you know, this makes their grooming routine a lot simpler. Yeah, it's, it's a big difference going from my poodles all the time to these labs. These labs are wash-and-go dogs. And, I mean, obviously we blow dry them and stuff, but they're so easy compared to a lab or a poodle that takes me forever, hours and hours. And I've got more than one because <laughs> I didn't give up poodles just because he wanted to give up poodles. So, one of the reasons Labrador Retrievers are so easy to care for is because their grooming routine is so simple. They do not need fancy haircuts, poodles, um, from a professional groomer, expensive grooming tools. They don't need anything. Just brush them out, bathe and go, wash and go. That's what I call them. English labs shed more so than American labs because they have thicker, denser coats. American labs still shed quite heavily, but it's not as frequent and heavy. Both labs shed fur all year round. So, I mean, like I said earlier, I don't really notice the hair. I clean. I, I'm so OCD, y'all. I, I wash my walls. And then I uh, paint them at least once a year. Or once uh, a year to a year and a half. I'll paint them. But I do keep my walls clean. I wash the walls. I wash the floor. I'm very OCD. But I work with dogs. So, of course, I, you've got to keep everything clean when you're working with dogs. But I don't notice. My son has three labs. Um, and then plus client labs that come in. So, for example, the American is here. And then I have another English here who I don't own. So, we have quite a few labs that come in. And I have not noticed a big ounce in hair. I mean, to be honest, it, when the American's here, I kind of notice a little bit more. I think, I know that uh, it's been known that the English shed more. But I think it's more of the American, to be honest. But that might just be her because I can't I, it's not like I have every American dog here but whenever she's not here I really don't ever notice hair but I just kind of unless it's in their their kennel because I do crate them at night and sometimes there's hair that's in their crate at night but as a whole over the house I don't but it could just be because I clean so often I mean this is what I do for a living so I'm home all day and I'm cleaning out stuff all day um but I really just notice hair in the kennel at night so Probably because they're up moving around. They go outside and they shed it out there. Stuff like that. So they they may be shedding like crazy. But it's not super noticeable if you keep your house clean. If you keep the dog clean. Stuff like that. So that's neither here nor there. But just invest in a good carpet. Uh, I'm sorry. A good uh, carpet cleaner or vacuum. Stuff like that. Or have tile like we have. And you just sweep everything. But I sweep so often. I don't really notice a big thing of it I guess um if that helps anybody on the fence about wanting a lab but they're worried about the shedding it's not as bad as like something you would see in a movie um they love to swim 
so both both sets of these dogs they really like to swim but swimming can leave a very foul stench on their fur and you're going to want to wash that out obviously if you need to bathe your lab more than once a month which is likely because some can't resist like i'm telling you my son's labs they constantly come in and they will have a big pile of mud on their butt like where they sit on their hip and you have to wash it off but if you're wanting to go to a dog show or something you don't want to bathe them right next to the dog show you don't want them to be fluffy so um you know if you have to bathe your lab more than once a month which is likely because like i said they really like the mud you can use warm water um sensitive dog uh shampoo and that'll help their skin not to dry out their love of swimming also makes cleaning their ears an important part you know of their routine both labs have fluffy large ears that makes the perfect home for what bacteria if you not regularly clean their ears they could end up with an ear infection and it's really uncomfortable for your dog so the english lab versus american lab how to tell the difference so here we go let's do a breakdown english lab the purpose is a show dog american lab working dog height for the english lab it'd be 21.5 to 22.5 inches the american lab 21.5 to 24.5 um the one that's here she like towers over over my son's labs weight 55 to 80 pounds for an english 55 to 70 pounds for the american and boy do i believe it i can pick up ruby the american no problem my son's english labs holy crap they're not even one year old yet and i cannot for the life of me pick them up very well i know they weigh close to 80 pounds i know it Either that or I'm just really weak, but I know it. <laughs> they are heavy. Uh, so colors, English labs, yellow, black, and chocolate. And then the Americans, yellow, black, and chocolate. Um, of course, we talked about how you can have the silver and uh, the fox chalk red, I think it's called. But yeah, these are the, the main colors. Appearance, rounder and stockier for the English. More lean and athletic for the American. Energy, calm and relaxed for the English limitless source of energy and go 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 they want to solve all life's problems in one day on the american um prices you got 800 to 2000 for the english 800 to 1200 for the american they're a lot more cheaper um it should be clear when you see a lab if it's in the uh, sporty american or the stockly english lab you can be able to tell the difference so american labs are lean with narrow head long snout and thin tail they also tend to weigh less, and they can be three to four inches taller. English labs are stockier, shorter, and they have a larger head, round eyes, and thick otter tail. Their activity levels are a lot different. They're like calmer. An English lab is calm and more relaxed. American labs are excited. That If you take away anything from today, take away that personality traits. American equals go, go, go. English equals relaxed. Calm, cool, and collected. An English lab is calmer and more relaxed. Uh, they just love to relax and lay down, la la la. Despite the Kennel Club's refusal to acknowledge the difference between English and American, they are quite different, but equally lovable. So, let me know which one you have, which one you prefer, which one all around. I am always, always more towards the calm. I like the English. I think they are beautiful. I love to watch them in the show ring. I love to show them. Um, I just love them. However, I really like the American too. Um, Ruby, when she comes, this is her, she, we board her all the time when her parents go out. He's from California, so he's constantly flying back and forth. And I just love her. I, 
hyper dogs, they learn really, really well. Um, I, I have really good luck with teaching hyper dogs because they want that. They, they strive on that drive of how can I impress you? How can I make you happy? However, my arm is always really sore when she's here because I play so much ball. So that's kind of, you know, just where do you fall on that? Do you prefer the more active? And then also these guys, like I, I go walking every day, I, several times a day and I take all the dogs. I play ball with all the dogs who are here who, I mean, poodles don't really care for ball. They like to play chase. And, um, the English lads, they don't really like to play ball either. <laughs> they just like to have the little toys. So when I do get dogs who are more high-strung, like uh, Australian Shepherds and stuff like that, who just really like that drive all the time, I, I always am humbled at the fact that I would not want that lifestyle constantly thrown on me. I like the option, like, hey, do I want to go to the lake today? Or do I want to go to the library? Or do I want to just do blah, blah, blah? And if you have an American lab, you're kind of forced. That, that decision is forced upon you. So if you just live by the active lifestyle, American is great. And if you're more couch potato, but like the option, like myself, then the American, or I'm sorry, then <laughs> I think I said it backwards. American is excited. English is lazy. Um, golly. So if you like the option, go with English. If you like the excitement and every day you want to go and you know, do whatever, and you constantly want to be doing stuff, then do the American. But anyway, let me know what you like, and next week I will talk about a different breed. I am not sure, or I may talk about training. I'm not sure. I, as the the weeks go through, that's kind of what, it, it'll just pop in my head of, hey, I could talk about this, or hey, I could do that. So sometimes I don't even know this morning, I didn't even know what I was going to talk about, and then I thought, hey, um, I could talk about these labs because I saw them here and I'm like, let's just talk about labs. So next week, I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll find out and you can go on this lovely journey with me. So have a great day. Have a great week. Stay blessed. And I will see y'all next Saturday.